I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Alex McGarvey's Wrestling Daily. I have dug myself up from the proverbial grave to join you tonight uh, with my usual cohort. Louis Dagger. I look rubbish. I feel rubbish. But talking about a great Royal Rumble and some of the news we have to get into, I'm sure will inspire my uh, Louis, man, first of all, thank you for taking the reins with Steph yesterday. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Now I know that you're 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 all right. Well, not all right, but you, you're here, which is, which <laughs> is the main thing. Um, I obviously didn't get to hear your thoughts on the Royal Rumble yesterday. So oh, I have thoughts. I have and, uh, I'm, look- I'm looking forward to diving into that today, as well as I think the last thing you said to me before you threw up the countdown was, and we got a lot of news to cover today. So I'm looking forward to diving into that, into that too. Yeah, we really do have a lot of news. There's been a hell of a lot of fallout out of the Royal Rumble, as is usually the case, to be fair. But especially this time, you know, the directions that we're heading in, a lot of people having a lot of say on that one so and of course the returns as well have spawned a lot of great chat before we get going i do want to uh, alert people to the shirt that i am wearing today and that is uh, i just posted about it on twitter just before we came on live if you can or cannot see it is the john huber Brody lee tribute shirt you can get it at pro wrestling tees the reason i alert you all to it is because all proceeds do go to the huber family so if you like i would like to support them uh, and show some love in this time, feel free. Go ahead and do that. Mine is in the post, I believe. I ordered it. Oh, yeah, I ordered mine like a month ago and I've just got it. So yeah, it's not well, instant. I, I, I ordered mine around a month ago too, so I presume I'll be getting it in the next couple of days. But yeah, as, as Alex said, a fantastic cause to help the family out and just a, a very nice T-shirt anyway. So uh, definitely head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees if you're not there already and haven't had a look at the show. Because I know a lot of people already have either, whether, whether it's Pro Wrestling Tees one, or I know EC3 did a shirt, or CM yeah. Punk and Mick Foley were selling, or the, or the money from their shirts were going to um, Pro Wrestling Tees. So I know we're going to the Huber family. So I know a lot of people have already helped out. And I, I know, I don't want to speak on behalf of the Huber family, but I'm sure it is very, very, very much appreciated. Indeed. Uh, Adam Southfield says, Alex, be honest, you're still hungover from celebrating Goldberg not winning the title. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that indeed. I nearly turned it off when he, after the second spear. I was like, oh, no, they're going to do it, aren't they? They had me. They had me good and proper. But, um, 
yeah, we will jump into my thoughts on the Rumble. But the reason I have Louis alongside me, for the most part, is because this man covers the news day in, day out, like myself, and we need to jump into some stories. So uh, I will do some housekeeping first and foremost, though, because this is my first show on our new channel. Here we are on our home, Wrestling Daily. Uh, I did put out a tweet earlier today encouraging you all, imploring you all to come and give a subscribe and support us. You know, yeah, obviously the numbers from the previous channel we had due to subscribers and whatnot, it's going to be hit and miss to start, I would expect. But uh, I do believe this will be a better way for us to get our content to the people that want to see it, right? This is going to be yeah. a better gateway. It'll be better for everyone. So in the long run, Really great news, and I'm really excited about it. So thank you, first of all, for those of you that have come across and joined us. And uh, second of all, this is usually the point where I'd say, get your Ultra Chats in. You send your messages and questions, wrestletalk.com forward slash. But here is where the change is. It's no longer Wrestle 2. It's Wrestling Daily. You can see it at the bottom there on the screen. Uh, send your messages, questions in. That is the link. Then uh, our mods are tremendous mods. Will give us the goods and we will read out whatever you want. We will debate, we will conjure up a storm, whatever you like, your money, your time. So uh, make sure you yeah. do that and we'll keep things going. Yeah, when I when I when I tweeted the link out today as well, like like you did, my my main point was it is a fan-driven show. We cover the news that you guys want to talk about, that you guys want to hear about. So anything in particular, if you're if you've listened to all your favorite podcasts uh, including ours and we haven't met and none of them have mentioned a story or, or a spot or anything from the rumble that you're a question haven't answered a question that you want to know get it into our ultra chats and we will make sure to answer as best we can anyway uh uptown avondale unless it's storm goldberg then perhaps i am what do you know about me and storms brother um so yeah it's uh yeah there you go callum saying make sure you're subscribed uh so yeah all you good eggs thank you so much for that and uh it's been great to get off the ground running just a bit of backstory in my my sickness i uh, i literally fell sick directly after the rumble i was covering it for talk sport doing like all the live articles and stuff i put on the yokozuna documentary straight after which by the way is a tearjerker if you haven't seen it yet when they're talking about the day he dies and stuff man that is rough um i started to feel really rough and then i've been in the bed hot and cold headaches two days basically yesterday was like my radio show that's the first day the first radio show i've ever missed ever since its inception over a year i had to miss my first one man so it sucks i'm still kind of hot now i'm not gonna lie but we digress we have news to get into that is what we promised to deliver and that is where we shall start now I want to talk about Edge winning the Royal Rumble. I will give my thoughts. And then there are two bit of news that Louis can digress into where something about what Edge pitched to happen at the Rumble and also subsequently who Dave Meltzer believes he is facing at WrestleMania. So, I mean, first of all, for me, I saw a lot of people like, ah, why is an old guy winning the Royal Rumble? What is a 48-year-old doing winning the Royal Rumble? And I get it, right? Like, I understand that logic, especially when you look at Bianca Belair, star-making performance in the Royal Rumble, right? That's, you know, you look at her and Rhea Ripley as the final two. I could not have booked it better or wished for it to be better myself. Charlotte also being the third, I think, actually is extremely well done too. The fact that they ganged up and said, no, you get out. So I loved it. 
I get. I just you. would have got rid of the twenty four seven crap in yeah. the middle of it. I mean, we'll get to the actual rumble. I'm talking about yeah. winners here. Um, oh, but I, yeah, but I do agree that yeah, I would have got rid of that too. Anyway, uh, so Belair winning, amazing. I, I'm, I'm fine with Edge winning. I've made it clear that I would have loved a Big E win. Uh, you know, there are different guys that I felt like could have won. But in terms of the story and, you know, where we could eventually go with it, I do think Edge going after the title, he never lost, that he had to retire. He's clawed his way back, had his return at the Rumble, then got injured after that, had to make his way back to the Rumble once again for him to then win the Rumble and face either Drew or Roman. I am absolutely fine with that. It's a fresh matchup either side of it. Whether Edge wins the title or not is really by the wayside. And then you look at who he could eventually lose the title to and the possibilities that are there. There is nothing wrong with using an amazing, you know, seasoned legend like Edge, who can still quite obviously go in that spot. Nothing wrong with that at all. It is not the same as having Goldberg come out and do a suplex that is a jackhammer three-minute match. And that man was blowing. He was knackered after that three minutes. It's very, very different. I think Edge um, in that spot, I think the possibilities that come out of it and the big-time matchups that we haven't seen before, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, this all came, Yeah, thank you. Uh, it all came together pretty late, I think, like in terms of the decision uh, and, and I mean this by whether Edge was going to be a surprise or what was going to go down because we got the promo one week before the Rumble. Um, also, it's worth noting in the men's Rumble, by the way, only two guys were under 30. Two out of 30 were under the age of 30. Um, I I think that's a bit of an indictment. I would like WWE to look more to the future, um, but I don't think Edge being the winner is an indictment of that. I still think... He has tremendous value in what he's doing. Um, so, Louis, talk us through the fact that allegedly Edge pitched to win the Rumble. Yeah, so Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio this morning, which was, I have to be honest, it was it was a pain to listen to because for a while Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were debating what time Marco Stunt goes to bed and whether... Be a uh, uh, AW darkest take too late for him, and that he needs to go to bed earlier. So that was my morning. Um, but an interesting little bit of news coming out from that was that Edge actually pitched, or supposedly, according to Meltzer, pitched to win the Royal Rumble. So Dave said they were going to do an I Quit match at WrestleMania, obviously between Edge and Randy Orton. And Edge got this idea of coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, and maybe winning the championship. Um, so <laughs> he got this idea, like you know what I mean. Like everyone would have that idea, wouldn't they? Yeah, maybe I yeah. just win the rumble and win the title. That'd be cool. But I mean, uh, we, we've heard how Edge and Daniel Bryan have been sort of on creative team meetings and things like that, and have had a say in the creative sort of aspect of, of particularly their segments. And I think Daniel Bryan just over SmackDown overall. I know personally, he's been quite influential in the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff. Um, but yeah, interesting to hear that Edge has pitched, uh, pit pretty much as he, or as Melch is suggesting, pitched to win the Rumble. I, I think the story works pretty well. I don't think Edge is going to be the kind of selfish guy where, uh, I mean, we'll talk about this now. Meltzer also said that he's going to be facing Roman Reigns, and yeah. I don't think Edge is the sort of guy that would pitch winning it with the intention of winning the title. I think he's thinking, all right, I win the Rumble and I will put over 
Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think that is hopefully the avenue they go down. Uh, and I think that would be a great use of Edge. It's probably the biggest match WWE could book right now, for my view, in terms of who they've actually got. I know perhaps Cena and Rock will be bigger, but who could feasibly work WrestleMania? Cena and Rock, did you say? Yeah. What's wrong with that? I mean, against each other. No, no, no. Sorry. (laughs) Whoa. I mean, in terms of against Roman, uh, Cena or Rock. I've got you. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of who they've actually got on the roster now, probably Edge is the biggest name. And if, sure. if you've got Roman as the biggest star that you want to push, put him against uh, Edge. I think it works pretty well for all sides. And hopefully Roman, it'll just be another name for Roman Reigns to defeat uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I'm, again, perfectly fine with Edge and Roman Reigns. To me, that's very exciting. Huge fan of both men. Not a lot can go wrong there. Whatever the result, you know, they could have a long feud out of that. You know, you could even reverse roles as you go. There's a lot of different things you could do. Um, I still, yeah, I still think Rock Reigns is the biggest possible match WWE have full stop if all the stars aligned. And, you know, even, well, we'll get on to Cena in a minute. But Mm. um, it doesn't look like he's going to be involved at this WrestleMania. I, I think I did want to ask you that. What, where do you think this leaves Drew? Because obviously on Raw last night, Sheamus turned. So I think that was a match that people thought could be a WrestleMania match. Uh, but I mean, that I'll... looks like it'll be happening sooner. Who do you think Drew faces? Because I was looking at the roster. There's not a lot, really, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I, I said this last night. Um, I think I personally have Edge and Drew, personally. Yeah. That would be my favourite of the two. I think it's. That's the bigger matchup. Uh, not the bigger matchup, but it just makes more sense because Drew has literally run through the whole of Raw. He's beaten everyone except for The Fiend. But I'm not oh, like... No. Yeah, exactly. It just dawned on you, right? Like, that's not... what well, I, I just don't think that's what we want at WrestleMania for the title. You know, I want The Fiend to use how he was last year at WrestleMania. That's cool to me. Do something cinematic with somebody cool. Fantastic. Um, but I don't want to see... Drew and the Fiend, I think Drew and Edge actually makes a more degree of sense. You know, uh, Edge is, it's all about grit, right? And the journey back to where he is now. Well, I, Drew, Drew's whole journey is about grit. He's had to come back from the middle of nowhere. He's not given up this title just because somebody's made a tremendous journey themselves. Drew's done the same thing. Like, okay, he didn't have to retire or anything, but there's a lot of parallels between the two. And now that Drew has finally got to the top, you know what I mean? Now Edge is back going, hey, I want my place back. I feel like that could be a great story. And the thing with Roman, there's a lot of more options for him on SmackDown, right? Seth yeah. has just come back. Um, I know that he's still a heel, but okay. Um, you could do Seth and Roman. That is a legit huge WrestleMania max. You could do Daniel Bryan and Roman. You could do Sethy Bryan to get to Roman, right? There is a lot of different things they could do, which I still think would generate a hell of a lot of interest. Uh, I don't know where Brock Lesnar factors in yet. He could also yeah. be someone who goes against either guy. You put him against Roman, it's kind of like the Heyman in the middle aspect. You put him against Drews, the rematch from last year. There are a lot of things WWE can do. Um, I know Meltzer is saying Roman and Edge. Me personally, I think Edge Drew is the way to go. For what it's worth, I've heard it is Edge and uh, Roman. Uh, I have to. I, 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 I text someone last night straight away like, What's the deal here? And um, yeah, they also said, yes, Edge and Roman. 
they they gave me a name for Drew, um, but I'm not going to commit to it yet. It's only one. This is only one person, right? So I don't want to like. I don't want to say it just yet because I was I put it this way though. I was I was shocked. Tell you what, can, can you put it in the private chat? Uh, I will send you a sh- not now. Obviously not now. I will I will screenshot the text to you after the show. Okay, I'm curious because I, I spoke to someone that generally said no clue, and that that's kind of what we'll get onto with another bit of news later on. Seems like a lot of WrestleMania's quite up in the air at the moment, and I know that's probably because they got two pay per views left, sort of until WrestleMania. But like, they don't even know what they're doing with Bianca, which we'll get on to talking about later, which is kind of scary. Hang um, on, two, hang on, hang on, two secs here. Uptown over there. I'm surprised at the anti fiend sentiment. Oh no, 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 no! I like the fiend very much. Me? I go against uh, Steph every time she says that. Uh, but you are right; she does hate the fiend. Um, and Seth and, Rollins, did you hear that? Well, you might, you probably didn't hear it last night. She called for Seth Rollins' retirement. Oh, she said that to me a few times. She hates him. Steph, Steph's like very much. She, <laughs> she doesn't care about being objective. She's just like, nope. I like this person, and that's that. Uh, and Steph Chase, for those who don't know, like uh, like Ken here, she's a co-host here on Wrestling Daily. You'll find her on Thursdays. Um, so, my, so, so my issue with the Fiend, it's not the Fiend. It's just the Fiend in title matches. I think they put themselves into a corner when they have the Fiend going out around the title. It doesn't really make much sense why he would. I think we're heading still towards Randy Orton and uh, the the Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. Me too. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. It's not. It's not that I don't like the Fiend. I think he's one of the most inventive, engrossing characters in years. I just uh, and Bray Wyatt portrays him amazingly. Uh, well, he portrays that and the Firefly Funhouse version of Bray that I really enjoy. Uh, I just the anything with him and the title just hasn't worked out no. amazing thus far. Uh, also, uh, Fed Seven says, "What a clickbait title?" Eh, not really, but a little bit. I actually understand what you're trying to say here. I didn't love it. <laughs> we also, we, hang on, we also haven't got to the news yet. Well, like, like this this is what I'm leading to now. This this was my gateway to saying, well, let's let's try and appease this man since he thinks we're baiting him here. John Cena has said he will be making AE an AWWE return at yeah. some stage. So come on now. It's not totally misleading. Um, but of course, he has to, a- to alleviate the any doubt, I will read verbatim. What, actually, I'll provide some context and I'll read verbatim what John Cena said. Yeah. So he recently told Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated that it is mathematically impossible for him to be at WrestleMania this year. For those that don't know, he is in Vancouver, Canada at the moment filming, I think it's Peacemakers for HBO Max. So to come back into the country and uh, to go into America and then come back to Canada, they would have to stop filming for two weeks while he quarantined. So mathematically, it just doesn't work. This is after WrestleVotes reported that Cena was a, and I quote, lock for WrestleMania. So that kind of contradicts that report. But uh, speaking with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, John Cena said, I will be back in WWE. I just, unfortunately, the state of the world, I mean, I'm not sitting there on a couch next to you. It's difficult and an unpredictable time. And right now I'm doing this in terms of filming Peacemaker. And that's going to take a lot of my time. And I can't can't bounce back and forward due to international restrictions. So at least for the time being, I'm here and I'm still away from WWE. But I look forward to returning as soon as I possibly can implying either when restrictions are lifted or when this movie's done because interesting 
interestingly, Dave Melting Observer Radio, there is still a chance Cena appears at WrestleMania for an appearance than a match because of insurance, but uh, Observer Radio that uh, WWE could try and work something out in terms of a special exempt or actors for Cena to come in and work the show. He wouldn't probably be able to wrestle because of insurance reasons, and if he gets injured, the film is scrapped. But more of in terms of making an appearance at WrestleMania isn't totally out of the question, and there are things that can be done to have that work, I guess, if uh, that is something the WWE and John Cena wanted to do. I don't know, man. I think that's wishful thinking, if I'm honest. Um, you know, Probably. we've just talked about it here. Going back and forth between Canada and you've got the isolation and if there is any need to quarantine at any point, you know, like whoever comes into contact with, et cetera, et cetera. I just, you know, it's for what? If you're going to do just like an appearance, like is it really that important? Is it? Also, I mean, just do it over Skype if you really want it. We've seen, we're literally sitting here over skype you can do the we i think if this year has taught us anything it's that you can do things over skype drew mcintyre uh, stayed on raw for two weeks while he <laughs> would have covid by doing it all over skype you can do things virtually so i would be pretty surprised if we don't see a scene of thing in some capacity um whether on skype or in person i just don't think in person is likely i think that is wishful thinking from dave and probably wwe softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, actually, that's a good time to break out this um the bs i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say yellow i, I, I don't yeah. doubt i don't doubt that cena like, in fact we know cena would like to it's just how would it ever really happen um you know 
It's in these times, it's very difficult. I think you'd rather be safe than sorry. He's got a lot of commitments, so I wouldn't get your hopes up on that one. Although it is cool that he does want to get back to WWE. I there's still Cena matches I'd like to see. I'm, I, I, I'm not, you know, devoid of Cena. Uh, I certainly have a hunger to see him again. I'd like to see him in this incarnation of Roman Reigns. I really would. That'd be great. There's a lot of stuff you could do with Cena still. So um, I know that people will complain like, ah, ah, when are they going to give people a chance? But come on, if um, if it helps elevate the show, I think in the right spots. And if there's the right mix, I would definitely like more younger talent involved. But I do think if it's the right mix, that veterans and that, and the right veterans, it can work. That's I would say, I was watching the Rumble, and it felt incredibly mid-card until AJ Styles came in, Seth Rollins came in, Big E to an extent, Bobby Lashley even had an injection. The Looking at the roster when you had it all there in front of you, it was incredibly weak. and Not in terms of talent, but in terms of if they felt like main eventers. And I think that's an issue WWE really needs to sort out quickly. And in terms of the aging thing as well, you are not going to be able to bring back Kane in 20 years' time. Who are going to be the legends that you bring back? You'll have Randy Orton, you'll have guys like that, but who are they going to be in the ring with? We need new names, fresh faces. We need, like, Ricochet's getting, sort of getting a push rather than just being a body. Angel Garza. What's going on with Andrade? I thought he was only off for a month in October. Nah, nah. He, 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 well... <laughs> don't look at me like that um he had like eye surgery i heard this and then uh yeah from me and then he uh <laughs> and then he um the obviously they were repatching him and he did that video and stuff and, blah, 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 and i think they are just they are just waiting um I, like he's good to go as far as I know. But you already said they should be using him. So and there's I mean, a lot of guys. Bo Hill said it here. Alistair Black, where was he? I mean, you could ask that question every week. It's a joke. Yeah. It is a joke. Is, but like, is. I mean, it's funny how... So today, Carlito tweeted that he would like to see Chris Masters get the rub okay. next, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. But it's just funny that... That's like what's happening now. WWE is cycling through the mid 2000s and the, like MVP, Carlito, um, Masters. I mean, I like all of them, right? None of them Shelton, were even Shelton world champions. Shelton Benjamin. None of them were even world champions, though. Like, they're not, they're not like, you know, like we're talking about Edge here coming back and we're talking about like Cena making a comeback. I love all them guys and it's cool. And, and, and I, what I will say, is you look at MVP and they've used his comeback correctly because he's elevated other people and he's, you know, the group and all of that good stuff. Shelton Benjamin's come on so much. That's what you want to happen when people come back. But um, WWE are kind of just cycling through whoever they've got at this point. Like in 10 years, what are they going to do? What are they actually going to do? Like, I, I think we've said this before. The problem is that they do need to focus on, uh, you know, making more talent, you know, with, Big E is apparently a project right now, but they really do need to kind of look at this because, and this is another hot topic, Damien Priest, I thought he had a great introduction. I saw a lot of people going, oh, putting him with Bad Bunny. I thought, either way, Priest looked great. But he's 38. So how yeah. much time are you really going to get? Don't get me wrong. He can bring value to the product. But at the same time, there needs to be a new crop coming through yeah. and I, what, I just five years damien priest could do it i mean i, I shared that picture around of, of the gif of cena and undertaker and i was like yeah, cena was 25 damien priest was 37 but you 38 but you look right 
So WWE has, uh, so sorry, Bad Bunny has 29 million followers on Instagram. WWE has 23. So for people wondering why WWE has brought Bad Bunny in, that's why. He is a massive star, particularly in the Latin American market. And you can tell with the stuff they were doing last night, having him his first backstage promo, Damian Priest is speaking Spanish. They're obviously trying to make him as sort of the, the Spanish star and appeal to that Latino market, which is a big market for WWE. So yeah, they tried, I reckon they, they, they tried that with Del Rio. Remember how that they went? Did. That didn't go very well. Um, but I mean, you, you look at, and I, I don't know whether this is controversial, there are probably more eyes on Damien Priest's main roster debut last night than there were on a main roster debut in a long time, purely because of the fact Bad Bunny was involved. And you will have, I've seen it, sites like mainstream sites that wouldn't even touch raw stories normally. They'd just be like, all right, raw. But they're, they're covering B- Bad Bunny getting involved in the Damien Priest stuff. They're, they're, it's more eyes on the product, more eyes on what Damien Priest is doing, which can only be a good thing for WWE. I mean, we're seeing it with Shaq in, in, in AW at the moment. Shaq is not an AW. Shaq, the whole storyline with Shaq is so not what AW does, but it's so worth it based on the mainstream appeal that Shaq has. And the fact you'll have sites like TMZ pick it up or, or whoever pick it up, the mainstream sites. So you can see why WWE, AW, and any sort of promotion will, will want to bring in mainstream eyes to uh, to um, to the product. Like, I've got no problem admitting I never heard of Bad Bunny until, um, until I saw the Booker T song. I think Booker T shared it on Instagram weeks ago. And I was like, okay. like It, it sucks, by the way. I mean, again, it's not, it's the whole thing ain't really for me. Um, but I don't, I don't like take that as a slight, that's not a slight him. It's more of a slight of me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a 32 year old dad of two out of touch with Latin music. Like why, why would I know that much about Latin music? So, so I'm, I'm a 20 year old without kids and I'm also out of touch. So uh, <laughs> nothing against you, Al. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I don't, I, you, everything you just said, like I remember Denise Salcedo uh, shared a lot of stats about him last night. And I was like, wow, like, you know, more for WWE for trying to tap into that market. It's smart. And as far as Bad Bunny goes, I mean, he's a fan, very successful guy, got the chance to go in there and do some stuff. Like, we'd all do that, wouldn't we? You know, like, more power to him, I say. Like, let him do it, you know, whatever. Um, and if it helps Damien Priest catch fire, like, if it's anything like, Last night, I thought last night was fine. I really yeah. did. I thought yeah. Damien Priest came out looking very good. So, um, do you, I have do you think, no reason to see Bad Bunny Russell. Probably. I, I mean, I've heard things of like a tag maybe being in the future, but um, like I hope not at WrestleMania. But uh, you know, you say those numbers, and it makes me think WWE they could do that, couldn't they? They really could. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, whatever. As long as Damien Priest comes out smelling the roses, I don't care. Um, let's talk a little bit. We've, you know, we've touched on Edge. We've touched on Cena. We have to talk about my boy, don't we? We have to talk about my boy, Christian. I, uh, thought, about, I thought about you as soon as this happened. Listen, everyone knows I am number one Christian Mark. And uh, I am. I, I was elated 
when that man came down at the Rumble. Because like, I thought the perfect time for it was earlier in the Rumble. Edge is getting worked over by a group of heels. And then Jeff Hardy comes out and I'm like, oh, they haven't, they, haven't got, they haven't got Christian. Of course they ain't. Like, maybe it was wishful thinking. And then when he came down, oh, my God, the the the, the McCarthy household was, was shaking. I'm telling you. Um, amazing stuff. It really was. I... Well, according to PW Insider, Lou, it's not the last we're going to see a Christian. No, um, we, uh, according to PW Insider, he is going to be working a part-time schedule, more akin to sort of uh, what we've seen from even Edge and guys like that. They'll work occasionally a couple of times a year. Fantastic news. I mean, so happy for Christian. Kind of bummed it wasn't in front of a full crowd, but fantastic news for him. Uh, couldn't happen to I interviewed him around a year. No, not a year ago. It was around May last year for his Cage Fighter film. I think you, I think he interviewed every, he was interviewed by everyone. You had him, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I spoke to him about whether he wanted an in-ring return, and I, I fell right into the trap because he was just like, yeah, I'm not interested. Not like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. He kayfaved the hell out of me as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take did. it personally. Of course he did. I fell hook, line, and sinker. And I love the fact that unlike Edge last year, no one was saying this. Mike Johnson was all over Edge last year, being like, he's coming back. And he stuck his neck out because that's a risky one, and he knew it, and he got it right. No one reported this, and it made it even more cool when his music hit. And it takes you a moment to go, wait, wait, Christian. And then he comes out, and it was just so cool to see. Uh, he's going to be working a part-time schedule, probably WrestleMania. It'd be great to see him there, maybe against Big E. I know the whole sort of narrative at the moment, He's he's been owed an IC title match in 2014, and Big E's been sharing gifts of those two. So I'd love to see it, but something between those two would be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many options for Christian. I'm just elated for the guy. And you've seen everyone coming on social media. I know in particular Dax and well, I think it was actually Cash Wheeler. Listen, I said this on uh, on Twitter the other day. It, I There is not a tweet I've agreed more in the history of Twitter than what Cash came out with in defence of Christian. I've been having this argument with people so long. They're like, yeah, Christian ain't that great. Like... You know, what's about him? Cass said his personality, his footwork, his psychology, his ring positioning. People really don't, people really underestimate ring positioning, by the way. When you watch wrestling, how smoothly they get to the next spot. Very underrated quality in someone. Uh, his mind for the business, his ability to elevate his opponents unselfishly and make them look better than they are, his passion, his willingness to help younger talent, his seamless mic work. But that's it, really. And then someone said, yeah, but what else? And he goes, nothing really can be believably be world champion in the main event or working with the newest guy on the roster in the opening match. Can do serious comedy, angry, goofy in the same second, excels in any match, regular, tag, ladders, all at the highest level. He has said... What I've been trying to argue with people about for years, perfectly in the space of two tweets. Honestly, if you don't, like, I get it. Like wrestling, subjective. You don't have to say that Christian's the best thing you've ever seen, but to objectively not think that he's great is is very, very um, short sighted, in my opinion. I actually love this from uh, Uptown Evidence. Benoit was my favorite wrestler until he wasn't. We all know the, the deal with that. Christian was in TNA at the time, and I put all my fandom into Christian. Uh, yeah. A Christian, that was like he, he went into like new levels. He came back new levels as well in WWE, and obviously we all know Benoit, an amazing worker as well. Must be a Canadian thing, God damn it! But I'm just telling you, uh, from my perspective, I'm hoping that a lot more people get their eyes open to how I felt about Christian for a long time, and that clearly we all know this, Louis. A lot of guys feel the same way about that man in the business. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got I've seen this comment here. 
Edge of Christian oh. J. Give me that, please. Give it to me. Give oh, honestly, I'd love that. I'd, I'd and it makes sense to have that a fast lane. That can be a fast lane main event. Done. There you go. That'd be amazing. Oh, I know you've got connections. You you've got the big connections in WWE. Send this to whoever. Send it to whoever. <laughs> Yeah, they do man. this. Say, so, come on, come on now. Um, right, let's get to some ultra chats because we're 33 minutes deep and there are a fair few in the chamber. So let me move this along. The first one is Mayor of Painesville, Dan. How you doing, brother? Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm terrible, but thank you for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Can, can you believe Gillian Hall is back? I don't know if she's back, back. Uh, absolutely amazing. Anyway, do you think Christian versus Biggie is happening, at least on TV? Listen, as far as the Intercontinental title goes, and if you're trying to put Biggie over proper, it's yeah. probably the best thing you can do. I think it's happening, 100%. No, I'm not. You don't have to be 100%, but I'm 99% sure by, it, it, I don't know how long Biggie's holding the title for, but by the end of his reign, if he hasn't faced Christian... I'll be pretty surprised. Yeah, I, th I think that writes itself. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as Gillian Hall goes, the first thing I could think about when she came back, I was just sad that she didn't have the mole anymore. Like, that, you know, that she, she couldn't just rock it for one night only. Boogeyman took I, it away. I was watching with my brother and we both said, who? Took us a while. Really? Oh, I love Gillian Hall. She, I, she, I, she was before my time. Like, she was... So I started watching in 2010, and she wasn't there anymore. So uh, it took. Like, I mean, I know her. I, I've watched her stuff. Not really. I mean, like I've watched old pay per views and stuff like that, and she's not really on. Yeah. Um. So uh, I mean, I wasn't really familiar with her. My brother was like, "Who?" I was I've, like, I've uh, got. I've got to say, her rendition of her uh, her theme song was actually better than it used to be. Like they used to, she used to sing it like really, really bad. That was actually like plausible for her. Um, she's just one of those textbook like, I mean, a lot of her thing was comedy. I'm talking about Boogeyman biting her mole off for God's sake. Um, and she used to sit, you know, just annoy people with her singing. So she had her place and uh, I appreciate her. So I'm glad that she got her, her moment in the sun. Jilly and Billy, we hardly knew thee. Uh, the tag team that <laughs> didn't get out of the blocks, unfortunately. Um, Rob, 97. Hi, guys. First time seeing you in a chat. Hey, Rob. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I know you guys are not the biggest fans of Supernatural stuff. Um, I quite like it. Um, however, when would you both bring back The Fiend and what would you have him and Alexa do for Mania in your ideal scenarios? Um, first, of, first of all, I think in the right places and not too much. I do like Supernatural stuff. Uh, it's, re it's wrestling. You can be as creative and outlandish as you like within reason. I think, um, and when I say within reason, I just you know I don't I don't need to see it every week. But I always thought it was cool that Kane and the Undertaker had those elements. Um, I think Bray and Randy is mania in a Firefly Funhouse because there's so much story they can lead on. And Alexa, she's she's probably a part of that in some fashion, but you could easily have her in the in the picture for the title. Again, it gets a bit messy because of her character and how powerful it becomes when it transforms. I don't know if Rhea eliminating her from the Rumble is something we should look out for. I hope not. But it could be. Yeah, I mean, there was a report a while ago WWE was looking to do a mixed tag. 
I would have put money on it being Edge and Beth Phoenix, but now we know that it's not going to be Edge. Um, I think you have Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in a Firefly Funhouse gimmick match. And if there's a women's battle royal, Alexa can win that. It sounded very throwaway. She could win that. I don't really <laughs> want to. Uh, it's the same thing with The Fiend. I don't want her neither title, unfortunately. I just think it's going to muddy the water. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I like what she's doing and it's creative and she's acting it very well. I'm just very cautious because we've been burnt in this position before with the Fiend. Uh, and I hope it's different with Alexa Bliss. Yep. Um, Bo Hill is in the house and he says, imagine the day when someone wins the Royal Rumble, doesn't matter who, and after they win, they don't point to the WrestleMania sign? That'll be a great day. I um, love the point. The point is cool. Come on now, let people have their point. And they're good for thumbnails. <laughs> yeah, from a website perspective, I live for that. Uh, exactly. Mayor of Pains. Straight on Gallery WWE and straight on to show me the pointing pictures. WWE know what they're doing. Um, Mayor of Painsville Dan once again says Chris Masters back. Hell yes, hell yes. Uh, this dude got so phenomenally good back in 2010 on Superstars. So good. When WWE fired him, Punk went to shoot on Raw and told Big Johnny to his face that Masters worked his ass off the past year. Hashtag Masters Mania. Now, I will say, I thought Masters might have got the call back a few years ago, and I might have this story wrong without putting it up. But did he not save his mum from a burning house or something ridiculous like that? I've not heard this story. I need to Google it right now. Um, what are you Googling? Wanna... Chris Masters' I... mum? He did! He did! He did! It's right here. Uh, former WWE superstar Chris Masters saves mother from burning house back in 2013. I'm telling you. I thought, yeah. wow. Wow, I mean, if there was ever a time to bring back, he's a, the man's a hero. God damn it, bring him back! Wow, that's pretty pretty. He announced it on Twitter. Saved my mum's life. Son of a, <laughs> a son, son of a b-word barricaded my mum in her apartment and set it on fire. I broke my mum's window with the police's help and pulled her out. Jesus. Yeah, I did. I heard it. I think he like pulled a tree out of the ground or something. Like that's how ridiculous. I don't know. I might have that wrong again. Jesus. But well, no, yeah, George, George Jones said it here. Oh, there you go. He pulled a tree out of the ground to break in or something. Bloody hell. How strong you got to be? Um, listen, I, you know, if you can't, saving your mum's life doesn't get you back. I don't know what does. Wow. Um, I did. I, I would like to see him anyway. I liked him. I always thought there could have been maybe more for him the first time round. Um, and the Master Lock Challenge, by the way, until it was broken, was really, really good. Quiz, quiz time, Louis. Who, who was the first person to break it? Don't take the piss out. Bobby Lashley, <laughs> obviously. Everyone's like, technically, you, technically, you, it was, you, technically, you, it was, te technically, it was Cena. No, no, it wasn't. It was Lashley. Come on. Um, just wanted to clear. Which that makes up. it even more better that you. Which makes it even better that he uses it now. Doesn't it? 
doesn't it just matty the hot scott says hey louis and alex hope you feel better soon thank you my friend uh, i love the rumble edge versus roman should rule as for raw edge versus randy was very good i could see wwe doing drew versus goldberg round two at wrestlemania on another note we're so getting bunny at wrestlemania hugs to you both there you go brother there it is for you take that hug take it to the bank um i have nothing to say on the Goldberg Drew point, okay. and let me just defend Goldberg and Drew at, my, uh, at Royal Rumble because it was it it was it was exactly what a Goldberg match should be: quick, short, done. Drew kicked out the claim, or Drew kicked out the jackhammer, which not a lot of people do. Drew won, put him over. They had the bit at the end, done. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. So why Did would you re- why would you revisit it? I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. That's, but that's what I'm saying in, in relation to the point. Like, no, I, know. I, know. I, I, I mean, for me, like, I, when you go, yeah, you know, it's exactly what it needed to be. It was like, well, that in itself is a defensive statement where, like, did you need to put yourself in a corner where somebody had a three-minute match where he was, like, gasping for air? Um, like, I, I just get it that, like, people see value in Goldberg. I, I feel like I'm going insane when I hear all these people go, like, well, you know, it was as good as it could have been. Or what, what do you mean? You put yourself in a position where it wasn't. They could. It could have been a lot better with a lot of different people. I. I still don't see the value. I didn't enjoy, like everything we saw in that match. I knew it was going to happen. That's all he can do. So how interesting can that really be? Like every producer ever in the last, I don't know how long, when they get together with Goldberg. Should we do the barricade spot? Yeah, probably do the barricade spot. Like, as soon as Drew was on the outside that way, I thought, oh, for God's sake. The only thing that, like, drew me in in the match, after the second spear, I was like, oh, my God, they're actually, actually going to beat Drew. Like, they had me at that point. Me I was too. Like, oh, and it was, no. but it was, I've never been that on edge of my seat in a match before. But it wasn't a good thing. It was genuine fear. It wasn't excitement. It was fear. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to book. And there's a big, <laughs> look, there's a big difference. I was generally invested in it. But I was crapping myself because I'm like, I, I just don't do it. And literally, we, I was on stream when, when the when Drew pinned it, when Drew pinned him, and you can visibly see. I say, thank God for that, because yeah, I, that I, 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 after the second spear, my it's done. I just want, I, I just wanted it over and done with as quickly as possible with Drew winning. That's all I cared about. So, you know, mission accomplished, I guess, in that respect. Mario Painsville down once again says Chris Van Vliet has been talking to Tyson Kidd today, and Kidd said he wanted to make a Rumble return. Imagine that! Imagine that moment, and also imagine Samoa Joe on commentary for that. Oof. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> what Dan is in, is uh, is referencing there is that Samoa Joe was the man who, I don't want to say retired Tyson Kidd, but that they had a match and that's where the uh, the brain... Things went wrong. Yes. Uh, it was Joe's finish. The, oh, what do they call that brain buster thing he did? Muscle from, buster. The muscle buster. Uh, and it ended up really hurting Tyson. So uh, yeah. I, I understand yeah. what Dan is saying. Tyson has... I mean, this story didn't just come out today, although Chris Van Vliet yeah. is amazing, but uh, this story came out a few months ago, I believe, where Natalia talked about it as well. And it was Vince who shut Tyson down. Tyson pitched for it hard and Vince just said, I think Vince was going along with it for a while and then it got to like the last minute. So this is like the rumble prior to this one. And then Vince just said, we're not going to do it. 
King, it's health wise, or I do think it's health wise. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to, and it's similar. He's probably said no to Christian before. He's probably said no to Edge before. He's probably said no to Daniel Bryan before. So it's hopefully something that um, we, we'll see, I guess, over time. Because I know, I know that you love looking at the um, the producers for each match, and any it's Jamie Noble and Tyson Kidd are all over that stuff, particularly with the women's matches. Tyson Kidd or TJ Wilson is all over that. So he's clearly doing great work backstage. And Fit Finley. And Fit Finley, yes. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Tyson Kidd, belief put on the Women's Rumble, which has been regarded or helped produce it, which has been widely regarded as one of probably the best Women's Rumble that they've ever had. So kudos to him. And I, I do hope to see him return because he, he was a fantastic wrestler. I don't think a lot of people appreciated just how good oh, he was. So good. So I loved him and Cesaro. I loved them. Very big shame that I mean Cesaro's great of everyone, but Tyson Kidd, horrendously underrated. Uh Kunal3641 says, I was half working and half watching the Rumble live, so I was listening to the commentary for guidance. Whoever decided to put Lawler in commentary needs a slap. Wow. Uh he was so bad and didn't elevate anything in the women's rumble. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I told you it was happening. Was it you that I said this to? I said it's, uh, I did I did it on a on a show with some I think it was you on a show we did last week. I said, Oh, they're gonna bring Jerry Lawler back inevitably. Oh that was a given. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought I was half joking. I thought no, they won't bring him out now. But but they did. And he added nothing. I I, I I've said this before, like in, in his pump. In his prime, pump's a great word. He, uh, you know, he was as great a color commentator as has ever been. Honestly, like back in the Attitude Era, his time is gone. It's not the right era for Jerry the King Lawler anymore. As much as I adore his old work, um, not for me these days. Um, Raging Rhino 101 says, what do you think of WWE plans for Rhea Ripley? I was surprised not to see her on Raw last night. Also, what would you do with her on the main roster? I think she can be a main event caliber by mania. Wow, I mean, that's a short turnaround. Um, what would I do with her? she's you've said it yourself she's a main event player she is a top player no doubt about that she has the talent she has the look tremendous um i could see again this is me putting my wwe hat on rather than what i want i can see charlotte and oscar falling out charlotte winning the title rear ripley charlotte and mania that's what i can see um and yes i was surprised also that rio didn't pop up on raw last night but I still think they've got the story to tell with Charlotte. And I think that that's kind of why the delay. If you've got Bianca with Sasha, which really should be a given. I've heard that they're still debating this. Yeah, I mean, uh, on that note, Dave Meltzer said just quickly on Wrestling Observer Radio that WWE, um, I, I will get the direct quote for you here. I believe it's not completely decided on, yeah, that's it, not completely decided on who Bianca Belair is going to face. I mean, it, it was heavily suggested Sasha Banks, but not 100% decided. And for me, it's an open goal. It's got to be Sasha Banks. And then you said putting a WWE hat on. Not even that. Putting on the hat I want to see. I want to see Charlotte Flair take the title of Asuka. And I want to see Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte Flair for the title at WrestleMania. I reckon it's going to be similar to that, what we saw. That's the crucial part of that, though, right? Of course. Rhea, of course. Rhea has to win at Mania. Of course. Avenger loss. Yeah, but I think um, it's going to be similar to what we saw with Shayna Baszler last year. Where If you remember... Uh, she appeared in the Rumble, then didn't appear on Raw for a while, and then bit Becky Lynch in like March, I think it was beginning of March, or no, beginning of February, beginning of February. No, what when was it? 
I'm, I'm going to look this up. Shayna Baszler, main roster debut. I think it was the middle of February. It was the middle of February. I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, middle of February. I did say beginning of February and then beginning of March, but uh, take less it. than about that. Take um, it. So I think it's going to be a similar thing to that, where in a couple of weeks, maybe after Elimination Chambers, we head into Fastlane, we see her attack Charlotte Flair. If, if, if the title's defended in Elimination Chamber, um, have Charlotte Flair win it, uh, and then uh, have Rhea Ripley attack her afterwards. I, I've said this before, that an idea of mine is to have a triple threat. Oscar, Flair, Ripley with Ripley and Oscar wanting to avenge Flair because she's beaten them both at WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind that. I don't want Oscar to fall by the wayside by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, I do think Ripley has to be plugged into a major program without a doubt. She has to be up there. So let's hope that's what we see. Uh, Mark Board. Uh, hello, mate. I felt like all the rightish. Plus, they made no bad decisions with the who. I'm assuming you're saying who won. Give me Sasha, one of the best in the world, male or female, and Bianca, one of the best athletes in all of wrestling, main event in Mania Night 1. They both look and feel like stars. Sorry, I'm reading that. There's a lot of time. <laughs> you have to, I'm making like a lot of paraphrasing because there was some misspelled stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I will say, uh, yeah, no brainer. Me and Lou just said that, right? It has like if you don't do Sasha and Bianca, like you're going out of your way to to the only the only like conceivable thing in my mind is that they want to do Bailey and Banks, and that's why you might not do Belair and Bank uh, and Belair and Banks. But but do you know what I mean? Like uh, why why would you, why would you then force Belair? Like everyone wants to see Belair and Banks. That seems to be like a no brainer. They're too. Yeah, like, well, it was all laid out right there. You know, you've got Banks who's on top of the world in ring-wise at the moment. I still think the character needs fleshing out at babyface. But in ring-wise, she's insane right now. Belair's like the up-and-comer. She's the you know, unbelievable athlete, has done some phenomenal things in the ring. They both look like megastars. You know, the pageantry's there. They have the aura. Match them together. Just do it. Unless, you know, I, I would be happy watching Bailey and Banks. But I just don't think you plug Bianca into like Charlotte Flair or Oscar. Like, it, not there'd be nothing wrong with those matches, but I just think Banks, Belair, that's the match. Yeah, I could see them adding Bailey to make it a three way because uh, kind of, and I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think it'd be a great match. But would that be the first time to not white people have main event at WrestleMania? I think so. <laughs> To not white people, that's a phrase. Yeah, um, I, I, I didn't um, know how to word it. I hear you. Um, yeah, probably. Which, which would be which would be fantastic to see, and it's not like you'd just be doing it for that reason because they'd fully deserve it. Oh, I, 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 they, I think should, if you do, if I you're think, doing like Edge and Roman, let's just say that's happening, make that one of the nights, but make the women the other night. Like, hundred percent. I, I don't think I, I think you have to split it. You have to. The only thing is, would they want one Raw, one SmackDown? Maybe. Maybe they'll have Drew main event the second night, which I kind of understand. Because Drew, Drew main event the first night, because you don't want them to look on unequal footing. But for me, it's it's genuinely... it's. I, I think it just it, it works for the WrestleMania main event completely. I think Bianca Belair is fantastic. Sasha Banks is fantastic. I'd have Sasha Banks turn heel. 
because I'm not enjoying her babyface character at the moment. Uh, it's not doing anything for me. The babyface promos, man, they're just... Her promo on SmackDown this week. Listen, I know there are a lot of Sasha Banks fans who will get on my back. It wasn't good. It w- it was bad, if anything. Sasha Banks... I don't, I don't kind of get the whole... Like, like the boss should be confident and stuff and all of that. Like And... Uh, and like I said, the boss with an edge is a great character that I could imagine getting really hot. But at the moment, like this whole weird laugh thing she does at like people's suggestions and like this super like it's almost arrogance. I, I don't know. Like to me, it's not feeling natural from her. It's not feel like I feel like she's almost in that stage where Bailey was when she first turned heel, and they're finding the character. Like they haven't kind of got it down pat yet. So um, but like I said. On the flip side of that, in the ring, she's been insane. You know, when you look at the matches of Bailey's given Carmella two of the best matches of her career. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone will say any bad words about her in ring. I just think maybe the babyface character, and perhaps the boss does work better as a heel. Full stop. Like you know, that's a that's something to be I, discussed. I think she time. does, and I would have her turn heel uh, in in the build up to this match. I genuinely think that that's the way to go. I, I don't think that she she's working as a heel as a babyface right now for me. Anyway. Well, I mean, maybe that might be the that might be kind of why we're getting the half and half. WWE, you know, maybe we give them some credit and say they foresee this because it will be a babyface clash, and they're saying, well, maybe we'll tease Banks and her attitude and whatnot. Could be, could be. Mm. Um, let's look at we've got three more to go here George Jones hey man uh, I know it wasn't great for Riddle but I really liked that Lashley went to a new level on Raw the guy is an animal let him get crazier Lashley versus Brock at Mania take my money George man you're, you're preaching to the choir we would love to see Lashley and Lesnar I can't I've said this a million times I can't believe it's one of the most no-brainer matches in WWE history that hasn't happened um do I think WWE are pushing him for that exact reason? No. Um, but I do like it that they are presenting him strongly. It's been a long time coming. Did anyone see what Big E tweeted Bobby Lashley? And it was the, the gif of where Lashley is slapping his own bum during the Leo Rush days. And then he had the Lana storyline. There was there was like, like Lashley's had to wade his way through a lot of rubbish to get to this CEO of the Hurt Business. And I'm glad that he's shining. Yeah, I mean, along with Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, I think Bobby Lashley has been been booked the best out of anyone in WWE for the past year. Um, I even think he's up probably on the same level as Drew. It's been that good for me, how well he's been booked. I loved last night's segment. Just wish it wasn't Riddle. Wish it was a jobber. Have the have him just go too far on the jobber. Just not Riddle. It didn't have to be Riddle. Maybe Riddle makes the save. But I just think it it, it was it, WWE is doing so well with Lashley. But that's yes, don't forget. Good, good call, mod mother. Good call. Uh, but you, they're doing so well with Lashley. But Riddle's kind of being pushed to the side, I guess, in all of that. Mm, I I do think Riddle. Yeah, um, things have been going cool with him thus far, but. It was always going to be an uphill thing for him because of all the outside noise, but I do think Riddle has kind of done okay past few months. I, I like the idea of him and um, him and Lashley going at it, so that's cool. I mean, I, I will say during during the Rumble when Lashley came out, me and my brother were both like, "Okay, it feels like that was a big injection of star power," and I can't remember the last time I said that about someone like that. So 
kudos to him and kudos to WWE even, kudos to MVP, who's had a massive hand in that. WWE's done a really, really good job with uh, with, with, with this feud. I look at oh, with, not with this feud, but with, with Lashley. Yeah, I still look at Lashley and I'm like, man, his body is insane. Like, absolutely, he's a genetic freak in the same in the same conversation like that we should talk about Lesnar. Do you know what I mean? I don't think people really give him enough props for the kind of physical specimen that he really is. And he's a good worker in the ring. Like he deserves more. That's my, that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, Mark says, great show guys. All the best from Canada today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much, my friend. We appreciate that little stop by. Uh, we've got a hot take, Lou, and this is hot. This is hot from Bo Hill himself. He says, hot take. CM Punk is overrated. Because of the pipe bomb, he became some paragon, good word, of the oppressed. Okay. Good in ring in era where there wasn't many. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you a part here. Lost credibility when he came back. It was with Fox. but They were talking like the Simpsons or the news. I will agree he lost credibility when he came back. It was a lackluster, not credibility, but... It was, credibility? It was... For what? That doesn't detract from his career at all. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. I I don't... Dis... When people are like CM Punk... Okay, so if CM Punk was in wrestling now, on Raw... I wouldn't. I probably put him in in WWE. I probably wouldn't put him in the top ten workers in the company. So hard. It is. Yes, so it's hard, hard to say. That's so we hard to say. Well, he's aged. Like, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, it. it that's not like plugging him back in today. Of course, that's very hard to say. But okay. So, you, so you know, hang on, hang on. So you didn't think? Did yeah? This is what I'm about to ask you. Did you think back then he was in the top ten? Yeah, back back then he was 100%. But today, if, if I put 2011 CM Punk or 2012, 2013, whatever, in today's roster, he's still not in the top 10 workers. He is. There, no, it's nothing against him. And it's not like I'm saying he's awful. The rosters are just so stacked that... I just don't agree with that. Look, see, CM Punk had countless great matches. He did. Countless. Right, so for you to say, you think there's ten guys on the roster today that have had classics like he did with Cena at Money in the Bank, like he did with Lesnar at SummerSlam, like he would have with Daniel Bryan a twenty minute clinic just on Raw, right? These are guys that CM Punk was able, you know. First of all, the whole point that he was wrestling in a time where there wasn't great wrestlers, like I just don't agree with. Um, he, it's CM Punk. Okay, if we're talking about like Summer of Punk, 2011 to 2013, like if we're going to concentrate it just to that. We've still got the Daniel Bryans of this world. Edge was still around. Christian was still around then. Like they're at the top of the cards, there were still top talents. Randy Orton. Um, did, I don't know if I said Cena. I there, mean, he's he he's right though. It's not as like it's not as it's not, not okay. It's not anything. Ag- I agree with what he's saying. It's not anything against the 2011 roster. Just because the way WWE has gone about hoovering up talent. And with NXT, the rosters are just far more stacked now. I mean, you've got Samoa Joe, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, on commentary. You've got AJ Styles. You've got <laughs> he's Matt. not he's not on commentary because he can't get in though. Like, do you know what I mean? I you're, you're, I you're saying that, like, well, Samoa, you're gonna have to take a seat, mate, because you're just not as good as these <laughs> other guys. No, uh, no, no, no. You know, l- lest we forget, CM Punk and Samoa 
Samoa Joe were like blowing up the Indies in Ring of Honor in the early 2000s. They were changing the I game over there. I mean, for I people would... to suggest that CM Punk isn't like an amazing, I can't get my head around this to not think that CM okay. Punk. Like, he, I get it. That, I get it. The the I get it that the main draw in a lot of people, and arguably CM Punk's biggest strength is on the mic. I get that. Yep. I can understand that. But that, but please, please don't let that like blind you from thinking that he wasn't good in the ring because he he was. Yeah, I mean, SV3 said it here himself perfectly. In ring work, maybe he's not top 10 to you, but on the mic, he blows everyone away. Reason that he was a top guy was because he was a very good worker and an all-time great promo. I 100% agree. He is still probably, if he walked into wrestling, would be one of the best promos in wrestling. I do not doubt that. I just think in terms of in ring, it is hard to judge because we're not seeing him being able to put on those matches because he's not wrestling anymore. And I do yeah. think the roster is far more stacked now than it was then. I do agree. Like in terms of pure in-ring talent with guys like Seth, AJ, uh, Drew, even if you look at NXT, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, the, the crop of talent that WWE has got on his books is ridiculous right now. And there's nothing against the, the roster when Punk was around. It's just more a credit to how stacked the roster that WWE's got now is. I think that is what Bo Hill was trying to put across. Maybe just didn't. And I can understand. No, I, I can understand that. But what I'm still saying is, right, when you stack things up at the end of the day and you go, okay, let's look at bodies of work, all the names that you've just mentioned. CM Punk has got as good, if not better, body of work than nearly any of them. Like his, he had matches with Cena on Raw, right? That were better than what most people have managed on pay per view in their careers. Like so this, I, I would, I would disagree with that. I think you look at the NXT guys, their body of work. Adam Cole's is better than CM Punk's. You look at Johnny Gargano's better than CM Punk's. You, but you're character. saying that though, from like, and like again, the stage and the platform you do it on matters. Of course, it does. Under, CM Punk had probably Undertaker's last great match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and I think I, if you want to use the Cena example, AJ Styles had C, AJ Styles had a better match with Cena than CM Punk did. I, I wouldn't agree with that. that I mean, I, I'm not saying like one is clear, but because they're both yeah. great, right? But like, you, I, I don't think you can clearly say that was better than that. Um, I I just, I mean, what, what we're saying, I, I guess to like, to stop going around in circles and actually harken back to the original point, <laughs> overrated because of the pipe bomb, he became some paragon of the oppressed. Mm. I mean, that's kind of, the, I get what you yeah. mean. Like, you know, that's why fans... Yeah. But that's yeah, why fans would root for him. That's not a problem. That's like saying, no. you know, Steve Austin became a virtue of hardworking guys who hated their boss. Yeah, like that's kind of the <laughs> that's kind of the magic. Like that's that's what you want. No. Um, you, I don't, need, you need that thing to push you over the edge to send you to the stratosphere. For uh, Austin, it was the three sixteen promo. For Daniel Bryan, it was. I mean, there are countless things that Daniel Bryan could count, go got a countless uh, spots and moments. But for uh, CM Punk, it was uh, the the pipe bomb promo, and it, it, I, I don't think that's made him overrated at all. I think it just it, it was when fans started appreciating just how good he was, and he gave fans like a voice. He, the voice of the voices was it was a real thing. Yeah, I, I I I can't I can't go along with the idea that he was overrated in the ring, or that he wouldn't you know, be a big player on the roster. I mean, again, me saying that, I can't possibly tell you what he'd be like in his 40s now on today's yeah, roster after not wrestling for seven years. I mean, I can't possibly know that. But if we're saying like, you know, to the point that Louis made, if you put plug in CM Punk from that era to today, I'm sorry. Like he, he, I've said, I've, I've said about six or seven classics 
puts the empire right there. And I know there's more. Um, I, I just feel he's, yeah, sorry. Like, I, 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 he is one of the, he was one of the best of his generation. That's just my opinion. In ring and on the mic. And he wasn't just a pipe bomb. He had loads of great promos. In the, in the lead up to The Rock, I implore you to watch a lot of his promos with Heyman and stuff during that time. It was great. Um, so, yeah, I I, I don't want to... Uh, Jeff Hardy as well and Punk. Come on now. Punk has got a great, great lineage in wrestling, man. I, I don't think we should forget it. I get it that he, he's, he's become an acquired taste in the years since, I think. But um, I still think he deserves his legacy, and it's, it stands very true. Is he? I, he could be anyone could be overrated in anyone's eyes. By the way, um, just to uh, Bo Hill's point, you don't have to enjoy everyone the same way. But um, I do think CM Punk has more than kind of proven, certainly in his in his day, more than proved himself. And the people that I've mentioned that he's wrestled are all greats too. So I'm sorry, Bo Hill. I just can't go along with that idea. Um, but more power to you if that's your belief, my friend. Yeah, I think you've caused a riff between me and Alex. He's going to boot me out of the stream. No, no, it's not a riff. Like I said, everyone, everyone is welcome to their opinion. Someone just said to me uh, in the chat that uh, this would be injection said. I think we found a debate for True Hill here, Alex tomorrow. But we, we would agree. I think I was going to say True Hill Heat said here. Sounds like we're in agreement though. I think you, you guys <laughs> would be arguing the same topic. Debate it all you want, but I think you're arguing the same thing. Yeah, uh, but you know it's a good one though because like there are there's loads of those where not everyone obviously takes to the like Charlotte Flair is another divisive one like that right where people are like oh she's overrated and the same you get with CM Punk and I often think it's your taste clouding objectivity that's just my opinion on those um, and people might say I have that same blind spot when it comes to certain wrestlers <laughs> Goldberg so. That leads me to thanking all of you for joining us tonight on this Wrestling Daily stream. Uh, the first one I was able to host on our home channel. Thank you so much for joining you look, us. You look like you've perked up a bit, which is good to, good to see. I found I found some legs. Uh, I'm going to struggle. I need to have some dinner now. I've literally had like half a bowl of cereal today. What, what, what's for dinner? What's the dinner? I don't know. I really don't. Um, might be. Might be. Oh, strong, strong. Miss, Mrs. just went. Okay. That's a no then. Um, anyway, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. This, Like I said, uh, everyone who has subscribed thus far to Wrestling Daily's YouTube channel, we appreciate you greatly. And thank you all for joining in in the chat. All the great Ultra Chats that you shot us as well. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, SP3, the man himself. You find him in the chat. SP3, True Hill Heat. He'll be here tomorrow. Steph Chase Thursday. And then the man himself, Louis Dangor, comes back on Friday uh, to cap off the week nicely here on wrestling daily so until 8 p.m tomorrow we thank you for your custom and we will see you then hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.